Thank you again for joining Reformed in Public. Please rate and review and stay tuned. Hopefully I'll have good news about a publisher for the children's book I wrote. We continue now with the reading of the demonstration of the apostolic preaching by Irenaeus. And again, the prophet Micah speaks of the place where Christ should be born, that it should be in Bethlehem of Judea, saying thus, And thou, Bethlehem of Judea, art thou the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a prince, who shall feed my people Israel. But Bethlehem is the native place of David, so that not only in respect of the virgin who bore him is he of David's race, but also in respect of his birth in Bethlehem, the native place of David. And again, David says that of his race Christ is to be born, speaking after this manner. For David, my servant's sake, turn not away thy face of the face of thy Christ. The Lord sweareth, sorry. For David, my servant's sake, turn not away the face of thy Christ. The Lord swear truth unto David, and he will not disappoint him. Of the fruit of thy body I will set on thy throne, if thy children shall keep my covenant and my testimonies which I covenanted with them, their sons forevermore shall sit upon the throne. But none of the sons of David reigned forever more for evermore, nor was their kingdom for evermore, for it was brought to naught. But to the king that was born of David, he is Christ. All these testimonies declare in plain terms his descent according to the flesh, and the race and place where he was to be born, so that no man should seek among the Gentiles or elsewhere for the birth of the Son of God, but in Bethlehem of Judea, from Abraham and from David's race, and the manner of his entry into Jerusalem, which was the capital of Judea, where also was his royal seat and the temple of God. The prophet Isaiah declares, Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, a king cometh unto the meek, and sitting upon an ass, a colt, the fowl of an ass. For sitting on an ass's colt, so he entered into Jerusalem, the multitudes strewing and putting down for him their garments. And by the daughter of Sion, he means Jerusalem. So then, that the Son of God should be born, and in what manner he, and what manner born, and where he was to be born, and that Christ is the one eternal King, the prophets thus declared. And again they told beforehand concerning him how, sprung from mankind, he should heal those whom were he healed and raise the dead whom he raised, and be hated and despised, and undergo sufferings, and be put to death. 
and crucified, even as he was hated and despised and put to death. At this point, let us speak of his healings. Isaiah says thus, He took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. That is to say, he shall take and shall bear. For there are passages in which the Spirit of God, though the Spirit of God through the prophets recounts things that are to be as having taken place. For that which with God is assayed and conceived of as determined to take place is reckoned as having already taken place, and the Spirit regarding and seeing the time in which the issues of the prophesy of the prophecy are fulfilled utters for utters the words accordingly, and concerning the kind of healing, thus will he make mention, saying, In that day shall the deer shall in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and in the darkness, and in me the eyes of the blind shall see, and the same says again, Be strong, ye weak hands and feeble, and trembling knees be comforted. Ye that are of a fearful mind, be strong, fear not. Behold, our God will recompense judgment. He will come and save us. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall he- deaf sh- and the ears of the deaf shall hear. Then shall the lame man leap as an heart, and the tongue of the stammerers shall be plain. And concerning the dead, that they shall be raised, he says thus. The dead shall be raised, and they that are in the tombs shall be raised. And in bringing these things to pass, he shall be believed to be the Son of God, and that he shall be despised and tormented, and in the end put to death. Isaiah says thus, Behold, my son shall understand, and shall be exalted and glorified greatly, even as many shall be astonished at thee. So without glory shall thy form be from men, and many races shall be astonished, and kings shall strut and kings shall shut their mouths, for they to whom it was not declared concerning him shall see, and they who have not heard shall consider. Lord, who hath believed our report, and to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? We declared before him as a child, as a root in dry ground, in a dry ground, and there is to him no form nor glory, and we saw him, and he had no form nor beauty, and his form was without honor, meaner than that of other seen. A man in chastisement and acquainted with the bearing of pain, for his face was turned away. He was dishonored and made of no account. He beareth our sins, and for our sakes endureth pain, and we accounted him to be in pain and chastisement and affliction. 
But he was wounded for our iniquities, and was tormented for our sins. The discipline of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we were healed. By these words it is declared that he was tormented. As also David says, and I was tormented. Now David was never tormented, but Christ was. When the command was given that he should be crucified. And again, by Isaiah, his word says, I gave my back to scourging, and my cheeks to smiting, and my face I turned not away from the shame of spitting. And Jeremiah the prophet says the same thus. He shall give his cheek to the smiter, he shall be filled with reproaches. All these things Christ suffered. Now what follows in Isaiah is this, By his stripes we were healed. All we, like sheep, went astray. A man in his way went astray, and the Lord delivered him up to our sins. It is manifest, therefore, that by the will of the Father these things occurred to him for the sake of our salvation. Then he says, And he, by reason of his suffering, opened not his mouth. As a sheep to the slaughter was he brought, as a lamb dumb before the shear. Behold how he declares his voluntary coming death, his voluntary coming to death. And when the prophet says, in the humiliation, his judgment was taken away. He signifies the appearance of his humiliation, according to the form of the abasement, was, take, was the taking away of judgment. And the taking away of judgment is for some unto salvation, and to some unto the torments of perdition. For there is a taking away for a person, and also from a person. So also, with the judgment, those for whom it is taken away have it unto the torments of their perdition. But those from whom it is taken away are saved by it. Now those took away to themselves the judgment who crucified them, the judgment who crucified him. And when they had done this to him, believed not on him, for through that judgment which was taken away by them, they shall be destroyed with torments, and from them that believed on him the judgment is taken away, and they are no longer under it. And the judgment is that which by fire will be the destruction of the unbelievers at the end of the world. Then he says, His generation who shall declare... This was said to warn us, lest on account of his enemies and the outrage of his sufferings, we should despise him as a mean and contemptible man. For he who endured all this has an undeclarable generation, for by generation he means descent, for he who is his father is undeclarable and unspeakable. Know therefore that such descent was his who endured these sufferings, and despised him not because of the sufferings which for thy sake he of purpose endured, but fear him because of his descent. 
And in another place, Jeremiah says, the spirit of our face, the Lord Christ, and how he was taken in their snares, of whom we said, of whom we said, under his shadow we shall live among the Gentiles, that being the spirit of God, the arm that being the spirit of God. Christ was to become a suffering man, the scripture declares, and is, as it were, amazed and astonished at his sufferings. That in such manner he was to endure sufferings, under whose shadow we said that we should live, and by shadow he means his body. For just as a shadow is made by a body, so also Christ's body was made by his spirit. But further the humiliation and contemptibility of his body he indicates by the shadow. For as the shadow of bodies standing upright is the ground and is trodden upon, so also the body of Christ fell upon the ground by his sufferings, and was trodden on indeed. And he named Christ's body a shadow, because the glory, because the Spirit overshadowed it, and as it were with glory, and covered it. Moreover, oftentimes, when the Lord passed by, they laid those who were held by divers diseases in the way, and on whomsoever his shadow fell, they were healed. And again, the same prophet says thus concerning the sufferings of Christ, Behold how the righteous is destroyed, and no man layeth it to heart. The righteous men are taken away, and no man understandeth. For from the face of iniquity is the taking away of the righteous. Peace shall be his burial. He hath been taken away from the midst. And who else is perfectly righteous but the Son of God, who makes righteousness and perfects them that believe on him, who like unto him are persecuted and put to death? But in saying, Peace shall be his burial, he declares how on account of our redemption he died. For it is in the peace of redemption, and also he declares that by his death, those who aforetime were enemies and opposed to one another, believing with one accord upon him, should have peace with one another, becoming friends and beloved on account of their common faith in him. And indeed they have become, but in saying he hath been taken away from the midst, he signifies his resurrection from the dead. Moreover, because he appeared no more after his death and burial, the prophet declares that after dying and rising again, he was to remain immortal, saying thus, He asked life, and thou gavest it him, and length of days for ever and ever. Now, what is this that he says, He asked life, since he was about to die? He proclaims his resurrection from the dead, and that being raised from the dead, his 
and that, being raised from the dead, he is immortal. For he received both life, that he should rise, and length of days, for ever and ever, that he should be incorruptible. And again David says thus concerning the death and resurrection of Christ, I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord received me. David said not this of himself, for he was not raised after death, but the Spirit of Christ who spake also in other prophets. Concerning him says here by David, I laid me down and slept, I awaked, for the Lord received me. By sleep he means death, for he arose again. And again David says thus concerning the sufferings of Christ, Why did the Gentiles rage, and the people imagine vain things? Kings rose up on the earth, and princes were gathered together against the Lord and his anointed. For Herod, the king of the Jews, and Pontius Pilate, the governor of Claudius, Caesar, came together and condemned him to be crucified. For Herod feared, as though he were to be an earthly king lest he should be expelled by him from the kingdom. But Pilate was constrained by Herod and the Jews that were with him against his will to deliver him to death, for they threatened him if he should not rather do this than act contrary to Caesar by letting go a man who was called a king. And further concerning the sufferings of Christ, the same prophet says, Thou hast replied and despised us, and hast cast away thine anointed. Thou hast broken the covenant of my one of my servant. Thou hast cast his holiness to the ground. Thou hast overthrown all his hedges. Thou hast made his strongholds tremble. They that pass on the way have ravaged him. He is become a reproach to his neighbors. Thou hast exalted the right hand of his oppressors. Thou hast made his enemies to rejoice over him. Thou hast turned away the help of his sword, and gavest him not a hand in the battle. Thou hast removed and thrown him down from purification. Thou hast overturned his throne upon the ground. Thou hast shortened the days of his time, and hast poured forth shame upon him, that he should endure these things, and that too by the will of the Father he manifestly declared, for by the will of the Father he was to endure sufferings. And Zechariah says thus, Sword awake against my shepherd, and against the man that is my companion. Smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered. And this came to pass when he was taken by the Jews. For all the disciples forsook him, fearing lest they should die with Pilate, was pro... Fearing... Sorry. For all the disciples forsook him, fearing lest they should die with him. For not yet did they steadfastly believe on him, until they had seen him risen from the dead. 
And they bound him and brought him as a present to the king, for Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and he had at that time resentful enmity against Herod the king of the Jews. But then, when Christ was brought to him bound, Pilate sent him to Herod, giving command to inquire of him, that he might know of a certainty what he should desire concerning him, making Christ a convenient occasion of reconciling, making Christ a convenient occasion of reconciliation with the king. And in Jeremiah he thus declares his life and descent into hell, saying, And the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, remembered his dead, which aforetime fell asleep in the dust of the earth. And he went down unto them, to bring the tidings of his salvation to deliver them. In this place he also renders the cause of his death, for his descent into hell was the salvation of them that had passed away. And again concerning his cross, Isaiah says thus, I have stretched out my hands all the day long to the, a disobedient and gainsaying people, for this is an indication of the cross. And yet more manifestly, David says, hunting dogs encompassed me. The assembly of evil doers came about me. They pierced my hands and my feet. And again, he says, my heart became even as wax melting in the midst of my body. And they put asunder my bones. And again, he says, Spare my soul from the sword and nail my flesh for the assembly of evildoers hath risen up against me. In these words, with manifest clearness, he signifies that he should be crucified. And Moses says the same thing to the people thus, And thy life shall be hanged up before thine eyes, and thou shalt fear by day and by night, and thou shalt not believe in thy life. And again David says, They looked upon me, they parted my garments among them, and upon any vesture they cast lots. For at his crucifixion the soldiers parted his garments as they were wont, and the garments they parted by tearing. But for the vesture, because it was woven from the top and was not sewn, they cast lots, that to whomsoever it should fall, he should take it. And again Jeremiah the prophet says, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him that was sold, whom they bought from the children of Israel. And they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. For Judas, being one of Christ's disciples, agreed with the Jews and covenanted with them. When he saw they desired to kill him, because he had been reproved by him, and he took the thirty staters of the providence and betrayed Christ unto them. And then, repenting of what he had done, he gave the silver back again to the rulers of the Jews and hanged himself. But they, thinking it not right to cast it into their treasury, because it was the price of blood, bought with it the ground that was a certain potter's for the burial of strangers. 
And at his crucifixion, when he asked a drink, they gave him drink. They gave him to drink vinegar, mingled with gall. And this was declared through David. They gave me gall. Sorry. They gave gall to my meat, and in any thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. And that, being raised from the dead, he was to ascend into heaven. David says thus. The chariot of God is ten thousand thousands are the drivers. The Lord among them in Sinai, in his sanctuary, he ascended up on high. He led captivity captive. He received, he gave gifts to men. And by captivity, he means the destruction of the rule of the apostate angels. He declares also the place where he was to ascend into heaven from the earth. For the Lord, he says, from Sion ascended up on high. For over against Jerusalem... On the mount, which is called Mount of the Mount of Olives, after he was risen from the dead, he assembled his disciples and expounded to them the things concerning the kingdom of heaven. And they saw that he ascended, and they saw how the heavens were opened and received him. And the same David says, and the same says David again, "Lift up your gates, ye rulers, and be ye lift up." ye everlasting gates, and the King of glory shall come in. For the everlasting gates are the heavens, but because the word descended, invisible to created things, he was not made known in his descent to them. Because the word was made flesh, he was visible in his ascension, and... When the power saw him, the angels below cried to those who were on the firmament, Lift up your gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting gates, that the King of glory may come in. And when they marveled and said, Who is this? Those who had already seen him testified a second time, The Lord strong and mighty, he is the King of glory. And, being raised from the dead and exalted at the Father's right hand, he awaits the time appointed by the Father for the judgment, when all enemies shall be put under him. Now the enemies are all those who were found in apostasy, angels and archangels, and powers and thrones who despised the truth. And the prophet David said him and the prophet David himself says thus The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. And that he ascended thither whence he had come down, David says From the end of heaven is his going forth, and his cessation even at the end of heaven. Then he signifies his judgment, and there is none that shall be hid from his heat. If then the prophet if then the prophets prophesied that the Son of God was to appear upon the earth, and prophesied also where on the earth 
and how and in what manner he should make known his appearance. And all these prophecies the Lord took upon himself, our faith in him was well founded, and the tradition of the preaching is true. That is to say, the testimony of the apostles who being sent forth by the Lord preached in all the world the Son of God who came to suffer and endured to the destruction of death and the quickening of the flesh, that by the putting away of the enmity towards God, which is unrighteousness, we should obtain peace with him, doing that which is pleasing to him. And this was declared by the prophets in the words, how beautiful are the feet of them that bring tidings of peace, and of them that bring tidings of good things.